What, what are those hands? What are you doing with your hands? <laughs> Why are you asking? It's not like anybody can see us. Oh, no, but it was like a, it was like a, let me just say this prayer really quick. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it to count us in. It is six in the morning, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Christine is a torture person. Torturing me. A torturer. Uh, No, we are going to go see a show today. Olivia and I are in New York, and it is, I don't know, it's right before the 4th of July, so we have to really, really leave early to hit that traffic. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like it's New York. Don't lots of people, like, leave New York for holidays? You would certainly think so. You would certainly think so. But, you know, okay, you you trying to tell me that sounds just like the word that we have, and that's premature. It's a premature statement. <laughs> Amazing. The word is premature. Uh, this is kind of a hot word, right? Not hot in that it's, like, attractive hot, but hot in that it's, like... Uh, <laughs> Can words be attractive? I would argue words can be attracted. The word the sophisticated is attractive because I think sophisticated individuals are attractive. You're attracted to the word sophisticated? Kind of, I think so. That is the least sexy thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Really? Oh, I'm I'm sad for you. There's not a single word that you're like, yeah, that's hot. Well, definitely not sophisticated. Like, listen Articulate? to it. Sophisticated. <laughs> Ew, the fact that no, you got closer to the microphone terrible. to say it like that. I hate you. <laughs> It just sounds sounds terrible. I think if words are attractive, um, they have to like sound attractive when you say them. I don't think they're attractive just because I associate them with attractive things. So like sophisticated isn't one of those because I don't think it sounds pretty to say. But what word is pretty to say? In in English, not many. Well, right, yeah. I was gonna say English is not a love language. It's not. It's not Italian or French or. I mean, there are definitely. I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> but I think definitely, definitely not somewhere. moist. Definitely not that one. Definitely not. Definitely, that's a bad one too. Yeah, that is bad. You really don't like sophisticated. I mean, I, I wouldn't call it an attractive word. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Besides the fact that most people struggle spelling it. Okay. It's not one that I have trouble with, honestly. <laughs> I just remembered that the f in it is a ph. <laughs> right? I mean, it doesn't seem hard, but some people mess that up. Anyway. Wor- um... Words are hard for a lot of people. So premature um, is what we're what we're circling back to. Uh, premature. Yeah, okay. For me, I immediately think of pregnancy, which makes me immediately think of Roe v. Wade, mm. which immediately makes me think of depression. And <laughs> and so I'd like to not talk about that today. Um, <laughs> um, okay, fair. I don't know. It just seems like difficult to avoid world, the world in everyday conversations right now. But That's true. It also reminds me of... Uh, some some pedge some pedge which is which is p-e-j which is premature ejaculation okay um all of yours are gross i guess (laughs) i don't know (laughs) 
I mean, you have some, there's some heart ones, right? It's so like premature some, ventricular some beats. Some pedge. Ew. That's also a gross word. I made it up just now. I have no idea if anyone actually uses it or says it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Ew. I would love, it was like a medical term. No, I would love to launch a campaign in which I make t-shirts for men that says part of the pedge club. Um, and they have no idea what it is just to be hilarious. What would, how would you convince them to buy it? Like, you would have to convince them that the, the club is cool. Yeah, right. I'd have to make it up. I'd have to make something else up. It's also, I should, I retract that statement because some men can't help their premature ejaculation. And that's not nice to make fun of someone for something that they can't control. We are learning a lot about premature ejaculation today. We um, are. More than yeah. I think I needed to ever. Well, but all right, here we are. Truthfully, more than either of us needed to learn because we're both not into it. Fair. Please. Speaking Is of, this going to be gross again? No, speaking of being into women. Okay. I got a sweet Fair. Instagram message yesterday. Did you see it on my story? I did not. So someone with the username I hate Fslers. Oh, that one. Yeah, I did say you said sweet. So I wasn't. I thought we didn't want to be depressing today. I guess there's no way around it, huh? Oh, well. <laughs> Messaged me a whole bunch of hate speech and inappropriate medical terminology that I corrected them on and then continued to have the conversation until I discovered that they were a 16-year-old female and didn't have any idea what they were talking about or doing or trying to be an edgelord or whatever. So that was fun. Interesting. Um... I can't believe you continued to have a conversation with that person and they revealed that much about themselves. Yeah, I caught them up when they were like, my parents still force me to get vaccines and I think it's stupid. And I was like, your parents, so you're a child? And they were like, well, I'm 16. And I was so, like, yes. okay, uh, that's under the age of 18. That would make you legally a child. Um, so I don't really know what we're going with there. I was like, for fear of litigation... I'm going to stop this conversation, but if you still need this space to vent and send all your hate speech to, to just help your frustration, it's here for you. I would just like to leave this last <laughs> little food for thought. Take a good, long, hard look in the mirror and decide if you want to be the person that spreads hate or if you want to be the person surrounded by love and perpetuate good things into the world. And well, they nice. read it and never responded. And I was like, all right. That's fine. I mean, hey, you can only do what you can do, and the fact that you even were able to get that person to respond and, like, read the message, if they did, is still a big deal. It just makes me really sad that somebody my nephew's age is out there creating, going out of their way to create online accounts to send hate mail. Did you ever go out of your way as a teenager just to make an account and send hate mail? No, but, like, I'm not, you know, I didn't grow up, I don't know what they're going through. I don't know how they're being raised. I don't know who's around them. Like, they're probably desperate to fit in. They're 16. Obviously, they're trying to show off for somebody. And they're trying to find their circle. Unfortunately, this is the circle that they think they belong in. Thankfully, you got a chance to speak to them. But unfortunately, this is the circle they think they belong in right now. I just remember having so many other outlets that didn't involve me tearing other people down when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, but when you were a kid, it was a different world. Like, I hate when people say this stuff. Like, did you do this when you were younger? When you were younger, it was a totally different world. We weren't going through all this white supremacy left and right in front of our faces. We weren't dealing with our society crumbling in front of us. Children aren't protected from this. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
we were to some degree. Like, yes, they have their own things that they pay attention to, but also they have the whole internet at their fingertips. Uh, speaking of... Like Reddit, well, your favorite. Oh my god, like Reddit, <laughs> yeah. But no, the teenagers are um, currently propelling the new Minions movie to like records because of a TikTok trend. <laughs> I love that. I love when they do things like that. Yeah, so they've they've made it a trend to get dressed up in minion type suits, like overalls and yellow shirts, and show up at the movie and like party every time Gru comes on screen. So they like all run to the front and they're like, ah, Gru, yeah. That's like, funny. The whole time. That would be an amazing experience. It's ruining the movie for other people who are just trying to go to see it, but I think it's hilarious and it's like obliterated the box market like it's in a good way it's made it like 179 million like the first opening weekend which like crushes fourth of july weekend records because of this trend that's funny i love that (laughs) so thanks uh gen z kids for saving movies because i love movies is it it's it's like gen alpha now or whatever gen z is like 30 (laughs) gen z is not 30 no way well, they're like 25 or something. They're in their mid-20s. I'm 28, <laughs> and I'm still a millennial. You're Gen Z, aren't you? No. 94? Oh, okay. What's the cutoff? Well, now we gotta look it up. Now we're doing research. Oh, I think boy. it's 97. I think it's I think it's like 97, because I'm pretty sure... I'm 30 and that I'm was... a millennial. Yes, you're 30 and you're a millennial, sweetie. <laughs> 97 is the cutoff. 97 yeah. to 2012 is Gen Z. Oh, no. So they're in their so... mid-20s. Right, but so the next generation is only nine years old. So they're not a part of this trend. It is Gen Z. What is the next generation? I'm Googling it. Generation Alpha. People born in 2011. Oh, yeah. That's such a weird one, but whatever. But anyway, for the younger Gen Zers and whatever, I'm very proud of them for uh, fucking shit up. Keep it up. Keep going. Good luck. Don't get arrested. (laughs) don't do anything illegal don't get arrested (laughs) don't do anything illegal you have a lot of years of fighting left in front of you that's right there was a sweet neo-nazi meeting in boston the other day just yesterday um Mm, we love that very proud of bostonians there's a lot of recordings of people riding by or driving by being like f nazis we don't do that here (laughs) it was a big group of like paid protesters who showed up in masks and it's hilarious because i'm like didn't you guys not like masks now all of a sudden you're like yeah masks gotta hide our faces (laughs) um yeah yeah uh we are existing in scary times and (laughs) i'm having a difficult time uh separating myself from what's happening and that's why we talked about goals and i was like Right now, my only goals are to overthrow the government. What? What do you mean, goals? So we <laughs> excuse we, me. We had spoken briefly about doing a special episode of the podcast every month, where it'd be like we kind of talk about what we struggled with last month and goals for next month, and and then next month we would in the first episode of the month talk about how how we did better. Maggie decided this morning that maybe that wasn't the best idea for her starting this month because it's not one. Yeah. It's six o'clock in the morning, and two. It's just, it's it's a little, it's too, she's too in the woods, in the thick of it, to really... I'm too in the thick of it. Yeah. I know social media isn't helping, but, like, I can't really take a break from it because it's my job. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's tricky for you, for sure. For sure. So, it's been a little bit of a torturous week, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I emailed 
22 puzzle companies yesterday. Hey, anybody email you back? No. Are you just trying to get free puzzles? Is this what, you know, we should really redirect that energy towards something else. I I emailed, I sent them 22 emails. Um, Basically, I was like, yo, uh, here's me. Here's my following. Give me free puzzles. No, I was like, I'd like to work out a review and affiliation deal. So like, I will make a video reviewing a 500,000 piece puzzle of yours. And then I will set up an affiliation link, like whatever. Some of them had affiliation applications that I filled out. Programs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't anything back on those, but it is also a holiday weekend. Yeah. So I would give them at least until Friday of next week. Right. Right. For those of you out there listening, all 300 of you, if you could message me your favorite puzzle <laughs> company or any puzzle company you know of, because there isn't a comprehensive list on the interwebs. There's like your favorite puzzle company. Yeah. Is that even a thing? Like, is that a thing? Do people have favorite puzzle companies? I kind of assumed puzzles were just like manufactured for other toy companies and there wasn't like puzzle companies. Oh my God. There's so many puzzle companies. That's interesting. I did not know that. I'm not going to lie. If manufacturing wasn't a huge issue, I have strongly considered launching my own puzzle company. But like manufacturing a huge issue. Yeah, but, yeah I you mean, need uh, like this huge machine that screen prints it on top, then cuts the mm-hmm. puzzle and then feeds it into yeah. a bag. It's a whole thing. Yeah, but like companies are already set up to do that. That's why puzzles get produced. So you like pay another company to make it for you. Right, and I understand. Shark Tank has taught me the supply chain. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie, the thought of me having to reach out to a manufacturer is like. <laughs> terrifying is it that's so interesting to me so so many people say this these things to me like oh my god it's so scary like what what in my head are the initial like first steps of starting a business I don't know why that switch was off in my brain my whole life but whenever people are like I want to start a puzzle company I'm just like yeah do it what's the what here let me google some manufacturing companies for you I'll I'll email them Let's find out how much it costs. It's terrifying to me <laughs> to manufacture something on such a scale because then you have inventory to ship, right? It's like if you don't set it's it up. It's like your merch. You can do it like your merch where it doesn't ship out of the warehouse or it doesn't get produced until it's sold. Right. That's There is currently a company that I'm looking at online that's set up like Teespring. <gasps> you are going to make puzzles. I knew it. <laughs> There's a company online where you publish your own design and then the the user gets to pick what they want, what kind of back, if it comes with a frame, if it comes with whatever, and then it gets shipped straight from that manufacturer to the customer. So it's just like Teespring where that they order on demand and then okay. I get a percentage of the sales or whatever. Um, okay, cute. I Yeah, I don't know. I So here's, do you want to know my real puzzle plan? Oh, have you heard of Society6? Actually, you might like their puzzles because I was going to purchase some. Anyway, yeah, what's your real puzzle plan? Did you, I'm sorry, back up. Did you just make fun of people for having puzzle companies and then you recommended one? <laughs> um, They're actually just a print company. So like if you're an artist, you can upload your photography designs, whatever, and you can kind of get it printed on whatever. One of those things happen to be puzzles. They also make shower curtains, uh, furniture, yoga mats, t-shirts, leggings. I wonder what their percentage is compared to Teespring. Because truthfully, no hate to Teespring. Their user interface for designing blows. 
yeah, I would take a look at it. I don't know what the percentage is, but um, I know they used to take like all artist applications. I think they maybe closed that a little bit, but mm. worth looking into. There used to be a ton of websites like that where you could just like upload your designs and the company, this whole thing was they would print it on whatever. Yeah, Design by Humans is like that. And I bought some, I bought some artwork from Design by Humans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool uh, business model. I like it. I always find really cool stuff on there. Especially if you're looking for something that's a little more unique. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> side note. Um, My plan is to, so the pictures, oh, geez, the puzzles that I finish that have pictures that I don't mm-hmm. super care for, but I'm just doing them to practice for competition because I'm still doing that. Um, okay, right. <laughs> my plan is to get like an X-Acto knife and basically put all these images together in such a way on a new canvas that it becomes a new picture like cutting out you know dead space or doing like background swaps or switching out certain pieces of it to basically create a new cool picture as art and then getting rid of that i've been debating about taking like high quality photos of that and then turning the high quality photo getting rid of the the puzzle you know you can see the little lines getting rid of those and turning it into a new yeah yeah, new digital art piece a new puzzle of puzzles for people to make um i don't know it seems really convoluted but it i think it's gonna be really cool like there's some there's some pictures right now that i have that i hate like one of them is like a mountain and it says breathe on it and i'm like what if i cut out the breathe portion and i put in like the white snow tops from some other cabin picture that I didn't like and do like a a different word in the middle with those instead so it's not it's so on like a dark background it's these bright colors from a different puzzle I don't, and then I would basically include for whoever purchased it what the two original puzzles were and pictures of the two original puzzles and then what I created from the two original puzzles oh interesting I don't know if that violates any version of copyright with these companies for that image because I'm changing the image so much so that like is that really still the original image? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd have to do a little Googling on that I, one. I'm I not f- sure. I feel like it's like paper mache. If I steal pictures and things from a magazine and I paste them together and call that a new kind of art, can I be attacked by every member of the news articles that I stole? Or, like, you know, like... Well, so that's a, that's not a great example because, like, are you selling the paper mache thing? And is it going to be very obvious that there are, like, old articles and things on there? Because that's the key, right? Is like, you, that you're turning this into a business. So you are now trying to make profit off of these images. The question is, are you allowed to? Um, and the answer to that is maybe in this case, because you're right, you are altering the images. So, like, artists that find old paintings in thrift stores or artists that use other photography but like do kind of collage art some things they can use some things they can't it just kind of depends on whose work they're trying to use yeah interesting yeah so like I think you would be safe for the most part I would guess most of those images used by puzzle makers are like free use or very low royalty um you would come into problems if you were using like very popular images celebrities Disney anything like that yeah, no, and it's just, like, literally I'm just using it as, like, colors of pieces, right? Yeah. 
I think you would be fine. But if we have any experts listening, please let us know. Any legal folks out there who wanna wanna help? Yeah, wanna help? Who us know out? this stuff? Copyright law. Copyright law is a whole different beast. I realized that saying this on the podcast was a bit premature, but <laughs> I'm nice excited tie. about it. So I don't know. We'll nice see. Tie. We'll see. I love that. Oh, I didn't even talk about what premature made me think of, which was absolutely nothing in line with what you thought of. And I think it's funny how these words sometimes just like highlight our careers. But um, my first thought was if somebody like asks you a question or brings you a problem or whatever, but they didn't like fully think about it first. Oh. (laughs) Like you prematurely like, you're like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. And it's like, did you Google it? No? Okay, do that first, and then come back to me. Wait, I love that. Can we call that? Can we call those individuals packs? Prematurely asking no. questions? <laughs> yes. Okay, wait, I'm down for that one. <laughs> can, I make, can I make us pack club shirts and patches that says I'm a part of the pack club? Prematurely asking questions. I actually... I actually love this so much because this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, I am so paranoid about making sure that I don't do this that, like, I'll start typing out an email, pause, and go back and triple research to make sure that I don't know the answer and I've checked all of the things. Like, this morning, my headphones weren't working for everyone that's listening. <laughs> Christine was like, you know, there's two there's two <laughs> headphones. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> Like I did it, you know what I mean? Just to make sure that I have I have troubleshot all of the basics and uh, there's not something that I like really dumb that I'm missing. Um, but like people do this all the time. They like ask you the dumb and you're like, did you Google it? Like, why would I know? <laughs> Fuck. So I posted I posted a PSA uh last night about firework safety and how like no you're not fast enough to light the firework in your hand and throw it, you're gonna lose your hand, so don't do it. <laughs> And uh, at the end of the video, I was like, and stop using ice for burns. It actually kills tissue. Stop using ice. And everybody in the comments is like, oh my God, if I can't use ice, what can I use? And other people are like, mustard, mayonnaise, milk. And I'm like, (laughs) if you stop, stop putting food products on your hands. And I'm like, did none of you Google this? Did none of you Google Ice on hand, like ice on burn. You. No, 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 no. This is genuine. This is so genuine. Nobody Googled ice on burn bad. Because if you Google ice on burn bad, the University of San Diego has put a whole nice list of burn facts up. And at the top of the list, it says, don't use ice on burns. And also don't put food products on burns. <laughs> ice on burn bad. Did you just look it up? Is it right there? Is it the first thing? Yep, sure is. Oh no, we can make it worse. Yes. Soaking the burn in cool water is fine. Okay, do not put... <laughs> the third the third sentence of this is do not put any food-based products on the burn. Yes. Yes. If for those of you I'm that dead. don't for those of you that I'm don't dead. know, if you put oh my if you put Food products over top of it, it can trap the burn in and cause the burn to go down deeper, making it worse. It also is difficult to clean out and makes your burn a a bigger risk of infection. Stop putting butter, mayonnaise, (laughs) mustard, any of that. Stop putting any of that. 
on your burn. Stop. Oh my God. Yeah. That was literally the rest of the sentence. <laughs> this may cause infection and make it more difficult to clean the wound. Okay. Yep. Got it. All right. Lesson learned. Um, wow. That was a very <laughs> so no, so nobody, nobody Googled it and they are officially a part of the pack club prematurely asking questions. <sighs> So many people, though, so many people do that. It's like we all grew up with Google. Why do we forget that it's a tool for these things? And I'm not saying don't be curious. Be curious. Be so curious. Absolutely. Be yeah. curious to your pocket computer. Right. Be so curious that it forces you to pull out Google and read <laughs> or watch a YouTube video. Correct. Correct. <laughs> YouTube is more likely, let's be honest. But yes, correct. I mean, yeah, I, I do still go to the articles, but it's because I, I do feel too. like YouTube is sometimes I a crapshoot. YouTube but is anyway. a crapshoot. I was trying to find the appropriate way to use a jig hole um, in uh, uh, sewing construction. In, in wood building, a jig goes in the side of the board to connect another side of the board, and it's stronger than just screwing the two boards directly together at their joint. This is very hard to explain on a podcast. Um but if you want to Google when to use jig woodworking, you're going to find a whole bunch of videos. Not a lot of them are going to make a lot of sense because I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to build a mobile puzzle building station that also stores my puzzles. Um, so. Oh, interesting. Oh, so like one that you could put away and pull out when you need it. Is that what you mean by mobile? Or are you going to go on the road and make puzzles? I'm not going on the, on the road. I'm not tour. I'm not puzzle touring. Okay. Um. It's a, uh, have you ever seen like the, a drying rack for t-shirt printers where like they yeah. open up this little mm -hmm. screen and they put, it's like that. It's got the big tabletop and then it would have drawers that mm -hmm. have my finished puzzles in for storage. Actually, the plans that I'm using are for a DIY screen printing like drying rack. But mm. lumber right now is insane. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I, ha I haven't priced it out yet, but I think it's going to cost me like north of a few hundred to build it. And I feel really guilty spending that money right now when we're supposed to be saving for the wedding and my student debt and everything else. And at least it's a tax write-off because I'm using it for content creation, but it's still terrible. Do you just need like a, a tab table? You should get a Martha Stewart craft dresser. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, it's, well, I guess I could show you, show you. I can't show our readers or our listeners, not our readers. Our readers. It's um, a giant dresser. That has the flat drawers for storing craft supplies. Oh my god, wait, what is this called? A um, Martha Stewart what? Martha Stewart. I don't even know if they still make these, but honestly, it was like the biggest thing in the craft world when she dropped it. And obviously, I have one. It's, a, it's the Martha Stewart one. craft dresser. There was like a whole set of furniture for your craft room that came out, and this is literally the best thing. It's for really wide flat lay drawers, so they're really narrow, so you just can put like I have like beads and stickers and resin, obviously, but it, they would work for like drying things like puzzles. And I used to dry paintings in them when I didn't have room. Um, the four bottom drawers are are just like kind of regular drawers, but they work for store. They would work for you for like storing like extra tools or whatever the hell else you need, and probably more puzzles, honestly. This is so cool. Also, thank you for telling me that it was a flat lay drawer because I had no idea what they were called and I couldn't figure it out. Oh, yeah, there you go. You could probably also find something from, like, Ikea that's a little smaller if you just need, like, flat drawers to help dry, or, like, whatever. 
Leave your I just need flat in. drawers for storage with a, a decent enough size yeah. top to build big enough puzzles on top. Olivia is actively getting ready and looking at me, so we need to go to New York. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> as we're discussing buying dressers, <laughs> this was great. If anybody wants pack merch, I'm slightly inclined to make t-shirts. At the very least, I'll make one for Maggie and I, and it will be our shirt that we wear. <laughs> our own secret club. Our own secret club. Or it'll be, I have been meaning to upload Satisfying Static onto like a nice um, black shirt just to have. Um, But I keep forgetting. But I will do that. I will do that. We'll show up in our uniforms next time then, I guess. Okay. All right. See you later, guys. Have fun at the show. Drive safe. Bye. Thanks, bye. (laughs)